Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member. Immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. They have to get to the 32. Four-man rush. Bridgewater, pocket collapses, he's in trouble trying to run it himself, Bridgewater diving and he's there! Unbelievable, he flew through the air like Superman! Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Makes the Carolina Panthers podcast, my name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we're here to recap the Tampa Bay Buccaneers throttling of the Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay 46, Carolina 23. Uh, this was certainly the ugliest game in the Matt Rule era and one of the ugliest Panthers games I've seen in a long time. Absolutely. I mean, it's just getting worse. It's getting worse and worse. That defense, <laughs> it got better after the first couple games, and lately, it's just getting worse. This is honestly one of the worst defenses I've seen ever. Honestly, <laughs> historically, it's on pace to be one of the top two or three third down teams of all time in the NFL right now. They're giving up 54%. That was before this game. And that would place them third ever in the league. And this year they gave up 61% and they're not stopping them until they're getting in field goal range. This is another game with no punt. No, I'm done. I am done picking this team to win until they can force more than one punt late in the fourth quarter when the other team already basically has a win. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about the Ben don't break defense and, you know, uh, it didn't really work today. It worked in the first half, I guess, for the most part a bit, but uh, it sucks. It's not fun to watch. It can't be fun to play. You know, if you're a Panther player, I mean, it's your be goal fun. with pin not break every game. <clears throat> Let's get on to their 30 yard line. Then so so right far now. that seems to be the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Panthers have now lost five in a row. So, uh, but let's start off with our three key plays to the game. Uh, Jerry, why don't you kick it off with the first play? Well, Charlton had a beautiful punt, pendled down on the two-yard line, and then right away, first down, Jones, 98 yards to the house. We were only down by three. I thought, hey, maybe we could pin them back, maybe get a punt or more likely a safety there. Our defense was stopping the run pretty good at that point. 98 yards touchdown. Just just killed us. And it was like as soon as he was past the initial defensive line, there was nobody there. There was nobody there to stop him. did his best, but by the time he caught up to him, it was – 20 or 15 yard and he kind of just dove at his feet and missed and yeah it looked like jones was looking up at the scoreboard saw him coming to put on a little burst that got mm-hmm. him out of the way but yeah i mean and chin certainly wasn't in position initially to stop the play uh as once he got past the first line he was gone and i don't know you know the panthers 
this has happened to them, especially against the Bucks, several times now, where there's just big run plays. Yeah. That kill them. That just kind of put the game away. And even though this was early in the second half, it pretty much put the game away. It was all downhill from there. Yeah. Now moving on to our next play. If that play didn't do it, we get the ball back. Down ten now. Teddy Bridgewater interception. There we go. Right, <laughs> yeah. it, right in our area. You know they're they're at least going to get a field goal no matter what on this. I mean, yeah. just a guy with seven fingers picked off Teddy. Just uh, mm-hmm. dropped right back into coverage, and I don't know if Teddy didn't see him or he had a little bit of pressure, but I I don't know. And the third, if you want to go ahead and do it. Yeah, um, you know, by this point, the game was pretty much over, but we're going to go with the, uh, not the, I guess the subsequent Panthers drive. It was fourth and five around the, what, 40 yard line or so. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the stadium, everybody at home, everybody anywhere knew that the Panthers were going to try a fake punt. They did one last week. They've done two others this year. And the Bucks also knew that they were going to yeah. try a fake punt. They did it. Uh, I don't know if this was a design draw like the announcers seemed to think that it was or just no one was open to throw the ball. Or, you know, Charlton thought that he had a, a lane, but he didn't. And he was basically sacked essentially five yards behind the line of scrimmage. And if those two previous key plays didn't end the game, uh, this one did. Yeah. Just, just pathetic. Just total momentum sucker. Uh, if you're going to go for it on fourth down, just go for it with your best players. I mean, if you're going to try the surprise punt, which, hey, I love the fake punt, right? But you can't do it every single week because eventually they're going to figure it out. Well, you know why they're going for fake punts every single week? Because the defense won't stop them at all. It's just... Well, Let's be honest. They have to score. The offense that's has to saying. score every time they have the ball. Just keep them. Keep your offense on the field if that's the case. You know, a fake punt like once a season, twice a season, is surprising and you know can can occasionally work. Um, but if this is the fourth time now this season that they've tried it, and even though it has worked a few times before, it ain't gonna work anymore. I don't know. Especially not on this game. Not where you were sitting at. If it was a little bit different timing, you give it a little time to simmer. Mm-hmm. And then they're still kind of watching it, but, you know, let it well, off. Well, earlier, earlier in the game, uh, another punt that Charlton did. And by the way, Charlton, great punting game. Yeah. Um, the Bucks were calling fake, fake, fake. And it wasn't a fake that time. But at that point, Rule has to know. This is in their head. They are expecting a fake at some point in this game. Don't do it. Just go for it on fourth down or actually punt it. But we couldn't stop him on defense at all. So if you're going to punt it, then you're essentially yeah. giving up at least three points. I mean, they gave up 46 points today. Don't get me wrong. The Bucks have a lot of talent on them, but you could, you could stop them. The Saints did. Mm-hmm. Saints don't have a miraculous great defense out there. They couldn't even slow him down. I mean, no. that first half. Yeah, it was tied 17-17, and then they just, I don't know. So frustrating. Russell Douglas got beat up out there. Uh, Troy Pride Jr. got destroyed out there, which yeah, that's. Pride. Yeah, uh, everybody uh, got 
everybody looked terrible out there on defense. Even Jeremy Chin, I think, had his worst game. I do, too. Year. I mean, he couldn't keep up with Cameron Brait and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I will say that a couple – and, you know, we might as well just go ahead and get into it. I'm not even going to worry about a break. Um, the first couple of touchdown throws from Brady were very good throws, and I thought the coverage was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, that one to Evans – I mean, Rasul Douglas was right there. His arm gone an inch the other way. I think he'd have punched the ball out. And then Chin was all over Brady. It was just a great throw. I mean, Brady just hit hit Brate exactly where he had to. Um, and that little play design was really nice. It sort of picked Chen a little bit enough to get Brate a little bit of space, and, and that's all she wrote. But, yeah, like you said, this the first half in this game really went the Panthers' way. Mm-hmm. It was 17-17, and we were all feeling pretty good at halftime. But the third quarter, as it has in many games this year, just – Kill the Panthers. Yeah. I don't know what it is about the third quarter in this team. Even on offense, they go three and out. They just they seem to lose it. Honestly, I've noticed it's always the second and third quarter. It's not even just the third quarter. It seems like the first quarter and even sometimes a little bit of the beginning of the second quarter, then they just fall flat until it's like fourth quarter, time to do or die. They kind of lull down. If you look in past games, it's happened too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, the team starts fast and just fades, which, yeah, you know, is something we've seen from Panthers in years past. Uh, and I don't know if this is just growing pains from the team. I'm assuming that it is, but it's tough to watch. It's not any fun for the fans to see this week in and week out. Now five weeks in a row. Well, my big and thing it's the is same I'm not, problems. I'm not. I'm not seeing any growth from the defense. I was expecting this. The defense, defense to- especially. No, the defense is. Uh, getting worse like you said I, I have no I have no qualms about the offense first of all they weren't on the field hardly at all this game I mean <laughs> yeah 23 Teddy Bridgewater, minutes yeah Teddy Bridgewater threw 18 for 24 136 yards two touchdowns that bad interception but for the most part he just didn't get on the field and then he got injured I mean Mike Davis seven for 32 and honestly that's awesome because that run defense they're stout. I had no problem with us not running the ball on this game. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, the game really got out of hand pretty quickly in the second half, and they just mm-hmm. abandoned the run, which you kind of have to do at that point. Um, but be glad when McCaffrey comes back, because I think we saw last week what the offense looks like with him. It's just a different offense. Uh, Bridgewater did get hurt in this game. Towards the end, we're hoping that he's okay, obviously. The good news is is that it's a knee injury, uh, but it is a different knee from the one that he hurt several years ago with the Vikings that obviously, you know, you don't want him to hurt that knee again. Uh, But it is the other knee that he's going for an MRI tonight, actually. And initial reports are that it's not serious, so he could be out there next week. Uh, P.J. Walker didn't look very good in limited action. No. Um, I... God, is, is Will Greer just that bad where he's not even getting a shot to back I, up? It could also be the fact that Matt Rule just trusts P.J. Walker because he knew him and he coached him in Temple. So he's just going to go with more familiarity. Yeah, I guess so. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, if Bridgewater does have to miss some time, I don't know that the Panthers are going to be very effective with PJ Walker. Yeah. I, I don't either. And honestly, I think Will Greer would fit this scheme a little bit better than what he fit last year's scheme. I agree. I don't see why they wouldn't give him a shot. Um, I understand PJ maybe has a similar skill set to Teddy in terms of being able to run the ball a bit. Um, but I would like to see the Panthers see what they have in Will Greer, especially if Teddy has to miss some time. Why not? Well, at that point, I mean, these coaches see him every day. Not every day, but every practice. I mean, if he's not showing it there, I mean, if P.J. Walker's outperforming him at practice, why should he start over him if Teddy's out? I guess. I mean, or it's like you say, it's uh, just Rule is more familiar with P.J. and he just wants to give him the opportunity, which that maybe that's his prerogative. He's the head coach. Um, we did see that D.J. Moore looked a little more involved in this game, certainly more mm -hmm. involved than he was in last week's game where he had two catches. Uh, he had four catches for 96 yards and a touchdown, had a, a nice big catch in the first half. And then he had another catch. Uh, was that in the second quarter or was that in the third quarter? That was second quarter. We're about, yeah. we are going to try to go for a field goal to go That's up right. to 17. Yep. Unfortunately, he kind of bobbled it and they called it incomplete. <sighs> yeah, I guess it was incomplete. I mean, yeah, it was I think close. I'm surprised that they reversed it considering they call it a catch on the field. Because mm -hmm. to me, it didn't look exactly conclusive, it, you know. But again, if we were the Bucks fans, we'd probably say no catch, no catch, no way. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it. Uh, but we're giving the, them the benefit of the doubt. But the biggest <laughs> issue there is the team should have gone down there and spiked the ball, anyways. Instead, they were trying yes. to line up to make another play. I don't know why DJ Moore didn't say, "Hey, you know, yeah, might be questionable." And then well, you, you know, <laughs> you do the Aaron Rodgers thing where they just mm -hmm. run a quick play. And at that point, spiking the ball was perfectly understandable anyways. Then sure. you could line back up and make another shot the worst, at the end zone. Almost the worst thing that happened to them was that flag being called for yep. uh, defensive, whatever it was, unsportsmanlike conduct, um, where it stopped the clock. And then it gave Teddy enough time to get up there and do his usual 25 seconds of you know, checking the line. Mm -hmm. uh, had they actually had to go up there and spike the ball, I think they would have gotten that field goal because there was no way that that, that call was being reviewed yeah. in that amount of time. But a field uh, goal so, wouldn't change this game. No, it would not have. Um, yeah. However, this, I think that play was very important in a look at how poorly Matt Rule and his staff deal with time management. Mm -hmm. Uh a couple of drives before the Panthers used all three timeouts on yep. one drive. <laughs> now I heard it's something about Joe Brady is now coaching from the sideline. I don't yes. know why he has moved down. And they said that that is probably the biggest issue with Teddy Bridgewater, not getting the play in time because Joe Brady's struggling to figure out down and distance and everything mm. else. Why is he down there then? I know this is only his second week. But why is he coming down? I, I'm trying to understand the philosophy because the offense has been not the issue at all this year. I don't understand the difference of why he's I, trying to come down. I have a feeling that I know the answer to that question. I do too. Because he's with preparing. Your, yep. He's preparing for next year when he could be a head coach and he's going to have to be on the field. 
That's what I think the answer is. Because a lot of OCs, I would say maybe even most OCs, coach from the box. Mm-hmm. Because it's easier to see the field. <laughs> uh, so that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know why, if, if this is what he's done his entire career, why is he changing it now? I don't know. Uh, that's what I, don't I would either. have to assume. That would be my only guess as well, is that maybe Matt Rule is trying to prep him for mm-hmm. a head coach. He's going to be a candidate this year or next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already getting rumored this year. Yeah, go out there and look at the articles. There's a lot of people questioning if he's going to be one and done here in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, very reminiscent of uh, Rob Chijinsky with and the Jack Del Matt Rio. Rule. Yeah. Yeah, but Chud, especially that first Cam Newton year when everything went perfectly, yeah, well, not perfectly, but everything went well for the Panthers offensively that year, uh, he was gone mm-hmm. and, you know, bounced around a few places. But, yeah, uh, Joe Brady is a hot name, of course, and it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but other than DJ Moore, back to that conversation, the Panthers did nothing passing the ball. Uh, no. Robbie Anderson, four for 21. Mike Davis, four for 12. Curtis Samuel, three for eight. Colin Thompson, one for seven. Touchdown. Congratulations on your first catch and touchdown, by the way. Yeah. You are immediately our best tight end. Uh, <laughs> Ian Thomas, one for seven. Although that was a nice catch by Thomas. I'll give him yeah. on that. Nice. He snagged that out of the down. air. Yeah. Good first down catch. Uh, Rodney Smith, one for two. And Alex Arma, two for negative five. So, Nothing. I mean, he spread the ball around, but this is Teddy, right? This is Teddy and again throwing behind the sticks and happy with three yard completions. I I mean, it's it's he only threw for twenty four times. I mean, he he does not throw the ball more than ten yards at all, unless someone's wide open. And he had DJ Moore wide open, and he underthrew him because that would have been a touchdown if you would have thrown it correctly. Exactly, you're exactly right. yeah, that long completion we talked about earlier would have been a much longer completion had he just led him mm-hmm. instead of throwing behind him. Yeah, Teddy, 5.7 yards per attempt. That is super low. And that's why his completion percentage is so high, folks, because he doesn't challenge the defense. He just takes what's given to him, which is okay, but mm-hmm. it's not going to win you a lot of games. Um, there was a point in the first quarter where he was 5 for 5 for 9 yards. And they were they were tough catches. That that was on the receivers. Curtis Samuel caught one that was almost in the dirt. Yeah, he had to come back for it, catch it on the dirt. I mean, those were some really bad passes. That the receivers who made those catches, they deserved that catch. But yeah, I, we have the weapons that Cam wishes he always would have had with us. Yeah, you know these guys are making great catches, but Teddy's just not giving them much of an opportunity to go make big plays. Uh, this is another game for Robbie Anderson. He's, he's really quieted down from that amazing start that he had. Um, defensively, I mean, I don't even know what you want to talk about. It's just, it was awful. There is one thing. I'm shocked. We have seven QB hits today. And Brady and Roy had two of them. I don't know how, but we were getting to him. We only had one sack by... F.A. Obata. Yeah. I remember the sack. I don't think I could point to any other QB hits that I can remember. Honestly. I think Shaq had a decent game um, for the most part. 
Yeah, um, Shaq had a couple of nice nice tackles. The uh, Dante Jackson, by the way, did go out early in this game. That toe mm-hmm. is just he just can't seem to get healthy, unfortunately. Um, he but, needs to go ahead and just sit down for the next couple of weeks till it gets better. I mean, at this point, their Panthers are three and seven. Mm-hmm. Though we are entering a, a winnable stretch of games coming up here. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think that anybody had a great game here. To hear Whitehead went out a little early, uh, came back, probably wasn't our worst defender in this game. Mm-hmm. It certainly wasn't our best, but uh, he didn't look any worse than any of the other guys out here. Uh, Gross Mottos had his first start of the year, uh, I guess, of his career. So congratulations to him. Uh, I thought he did, started did earlier much. in the season before he got injured. This I know is, this we- is- I know Weatherly was yeah. initially the starter, but I think week three or something like that, I thought he got a start. This is what I read earlier today was that this was his first start. So uh, maybe that's incorrect, but uh, either way, it's his first start in a while at least. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, he didn't really have much of an impact out there. Uh, Burns didn't have a ton of an impact either. Uh, now, he did he, seem to be getting close to the quarterback, but just could never really make the yeah. play. He had one really nice play where Brady had a wide open run to the first down, and he just got off his guy real quick, and he only gave Brady a one-yard run. That brought up a fourth down. Yeah. When is the last time that you can remember watching a Panthers game and the special teams being by far the best unit on the field? Because that happened today. Yeah. I don't know that I can ever remember. Maybe back in the 90s when Michael Bates was back there returning punts. I don't know. There was probably <laughs> some time when Jimmy Clausen was playing that they ha- obviously had to be the best. <laughs> yeah, they were like the less the lesser of all the evils. Uh, uh, Charlton, Charlton, man, like, yeah, uh, he, is, he has completely won me over as punter. He had an excellent day today other than the fake punt attempt. Um, Sly wasn't asked to do much, but he converted all of those kicks. And then Trenton Cannon had a 98 yard yeah. return. And I wish he would have gotten in that end zone just for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I knew we yep. scored, I know we scored the touchdown, but it's we still did. that little that'd been nice for him. Yeah. Like, that was a great run. Yeah, he, he deserved it. Um, and then I had a, a couple other nice little returns as well. So, uh, Kudos to Chase Blackburn and the special teams. Like, nice job today. Yeah. Really nice job today. There is one other person I kind of want to say congratulations. Rodney Smith got promoted from mm. the practice squad this week. Um, Bonifin got shipped to IR after mm. our, we recorded. Rodney Smith, three for 13. I mean, nothing outstanding, but it showed a little wiggle. Maybe he can work his way into this offense if McCaffrey's out a little bit longer. Yeah, he he looked pretty fast out there. He did have mm-hmm. a, a first down run uh, where he definitely m- made the play. Uh, yeah, I thought he was not a negative out there at all, which is today a very nice thing to say <laughs> about <laughs> someone. Um, looking at the Bucks, I mean, we're not going to spend a ton of time on them, but uh, Brady looked very Brady-like out there. 28 to 39, 341 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. We mentioned the big run by Ronald Jones. He also had uh, 23 total carries for 192 yards and a touchdown. Of course, 98 of that was on one run, but overall, 210 runs, rushing yards for the team. 
And then they've got a triple threat at wide receiver now. Uh, six catches, 92 yards for Chris Godwin, six for 77 and a touchdown for Mike Evans, seven for 69 yards for Antonio Brown. And then you add Rob Gronkowski in there, two for 51 and a touchdown. Their other tight end break, three for 31 and a touchdown. I mean, they just got weapons all over the field like we knew they had. Mm-hmm. Um, but adding Antonio Brown makes them even more deadly. Who, who and, do you and, defend? And they haven't been able to put it together really until this week. So, <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Panther fans. You got to watch the the Bucks finally put it together. Uh, Brown looks dangerous, man. Like he he made a couple of really nice catches, made some nice runs after the catch, and he's still getting his legs back. I think you know that he could be their best wide receiver by the end of the year. Yeah, it's scary to think that, but he could be. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a reason why Tom Brady likes Antonio Brown so much, where in New England, he was living in his house. Why mm. Tampa? Why he got him to come back to Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean, dude, is he's a great receiver. Yeah. I mean, before all that stuff happened in Pittsburgh, he was on track to be, you know, a top five all-time receiver, maybe. I mean, he was just... He's incredible. Uh, defensively for Tampa, they they kind of had their way with the Panthers, especially in the second half. Uh, three sacks for the Bucs, uh, eight QB hits. Jason Pierre-Paul had a great game, a sack, that interception, a tackle for loss, two QB hits on his own, three total tackles. And, I mean, you add all those up, that's, that's a great game for him, probably the MVP of the defense for the Bucs. Uh, and then suck up four – I believe he had four uh, – three – Field goals of under 25 yards, which is hard to do. Uh, hard to get that many field goals under 25 yards. And then he had a 40-yarder. So he was perfect on the day as well. Didn't have an extra point blocked. Another, we didn't mean to mention that for the special teams, but another nice yeah. job by the special there. Um, yeah, overall, this was just kind of a dominant game, especially dominant second half for the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay smacked the Panthers around in the second half. Yeah. I don't know if Matt Rule met Bruce Arians in the parking lot afterwards and gave him his lunch money, but (laughs) that's pretty much what happened. This was not a fun game to watch. Uh, No. The first game against these two was much more competitive. This one. It's all in that second half. I went into the half thinking, all right, we could do this. Maybe we just need to like come out on the third quarter, look halfway decent. And then as soon as it started and we looked like crap, I was like, oh, nope, nope, nope. You could almost tell that that first, right right when the second half started, that this was not going to go well. No. Uh, after the game, apparently, Russell Douglas uh, reported that uh, Shaq Thompson was pretty much cussing everyone out in the locker room. Didn't matter who you were, offense, defense. He was throwing F-bombs at everybody. Uh, tell them they need to look in the mirror, that that was not acceptable. No. Um, and he's right. Nice to see somebody step up. Yeah. Say that I, to the team. I threw my remote. I was cussing and everything else. If uh, we recorded this after there, this would definitely have a parental warning on this episode. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this was a tough one. But uh, anything else that you want to say before we sort of get into our grades and everything? <sighs> No, I already uh, really mentioned Rodney Smith. You mentioned Trenton Cannon. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of the like special team guys and guys that you know you don't expect to step up had a decent game. But this defense, it, I, I don't know. 
at what point will it turn the corner? It started looking better, and then all of a sudden, the past three or four weeks, it's it's struggling so bad again. I I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's the teams with the Chiefs, Bucks, and mm-hmm. Falcons, but. Well, so that's the thing is the Panthers have faced some pretty difficult opponents over this last five-week stretch, discounting Nick Foles, although he obviously has an opportunity every once in a while to turn on. I mean, Breeze, Ryan, twice, uh, Mahomes, and now Brady again, uh, and then Kyler Murray before that, So and Justin Herbert before that. So, I mean, they've played some pretty outstanding quarterbacks. I think over the next few weeks when we play Stafford, who isn't what he used to be. You got to be joking me. Cousins, Drew Locke. I think we'll see more over the next few games as to really what this defense, uh, what the average of this defense is, I guess, because we know what the downside is playing against these great quarterbacks. Now we've got some less great quarterbacks coming up. So, but you know, you and I were talking, we've talked a lot about Phil Snow. Mm-hmm. And you've said a lot that he's a great teacher. Right. And that's what uh, we've heard. That's what yeah. we've heard from the players. That's what we've heard from Matt Rule. Um, and there are things that you can point to that would say yes to that. But there are a lot of players on this defense that I think have gotten worse this year. Trey Boston being yeah. one. To hear Whitehead was not a negative in his previous spots. He has been a total negative on the Panthers. Yeah, he was a great run-stuffing linebacker, but he was he had issues in coverage. I remember reading yeah. that in the free agencies. But, but he, had a, he, he was tackle. He was a tackle machine whenever yeah. he you know had an opportunity. He's not doing anything here. Um, I haven't seen Troy Pride do anything this year, Mm-mm. being coached up by Phil Snow. And people uh, people had really high expectations for him. I know he was a fifth round pick, but people really liked that pick by us said that mm-hmm. you know he could easily become a starter and everything else he had yeah. the size physical he just needed to be coached up and honestly he's our worst corner corn elder is always oh, by far our worst corn elder is honestly light years ahead of him yeah you can point to corn elder as a positive here of, yeah. of someone who has gotten better uh, dante jackson has looked better when he's been out there but he's not been out there a ton especially healthy yeah. over the last month and a half or so um so I don't know. I mean, I, I see as many negatives now from this defense as I see positives in terms of mm-hmm. Phil Snow coaching him up. And maybe that's just Trey Boston as a veteran. He doesn't need to be coached up or taught anything new. I don't know. Uh, he seems like the kind of guy that would be receptive to that, but I don't know. So the question is, is Phil Snow one and done as Carolina defense no. coordinator or will Matt Rule give him another shot? Matt Rule is – Matt Rule – and Phil Snow are together. Phil Snow is his mentor, so it's he's not going anywhere. Will Phil Snow realize himself that he may not be cut out for the NFL and no. fall on his sword at nope. some point? Not this year. Not this year. Maybe next year if if they continue to struggle. And who knows? Hopefully they'll get some more playmakers on defense next year. Yeah. You know. Um, well, that we- was – go ahead. We're going to, like you said, we're going to see what's coming up. We've got the Lions. I mean, the Lions mm-hmm. have Matt Stafford, but they are not the Bucks. They are not the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, we got the Vikings. I think the Vikings are actually a very powerful offense with Dalvin Cook. They've been looking a lot better uh, yeah. up late. 
Then we had the Broncos. So that's a game we should win. (laughs) Did we get Green Bay? So another game up and down team, but Aaron Rodgers is going to just pick us apart. Yeah. Then Washington. So we have some games that we can actually maybe put a litmus test. Is this defense better? And we are just going out against great offenses or it's time to start looking in the mirror overall on that defense. Again, we have to start making teams punt. This is getting ridiculous. Well, that was something that Matt rule said before this game was one of the keys was to get off the field on third down and they didn't do it. They gave up a third and 11 and third and 19. How are you doing this? Yeah. The only third downs we seem to be able to stop was when they were in field goal range. Yeah. That's it. I mean, we did that four times, and that well, they were 10 for 16, so that's four of them right mm-hmm. there. Like um, I said, 54% for the season, 61% on this game. It's going to go up. We're, yeah. we, the Panthers are going to be one of the worst third-down defenses in league history. And that's why I wonder. I, I mean, you're very adamant that Phil Snow will not leave. I don't think it's quite that cut and dry. I think if this continues – then you know if we if we have the same sort of lack of success against these next few weeks these teams coming up i think there might be there might be a conversation to be had there we'll see um all right you want to get to heroes and zeros sure today's episode is presented by state bags state bags makes beautiful well-made inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back to shift the narrative around social justice. For every state bag purchased, State hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need. But their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. State Bags has your back, and part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you're traveling next, State is offering our listeners 15% off of their next purchase at statebags.com using code P-O-D. That's 15% off of your next purchase using code P-O-D at statebags.com. State Bags, they have your back. I'll start off with heroes, and I'm just going to go ahead and give it to the punter because when can you ever give that to the punter? Uh, He had a great game, Charlton. Four punts, 217 yards, an average of 54.3. Pinned two of them, I believe, in the five-yard line. Uh, Had a 67-yarder. And yeah, he messed up the the fake punt, but he really shouldn't have been out there doing that anyway. So good job, Charlton. You are my hero of the game. I like that one. Um, I actually didn't think of the punter or Trenton Cannon, which you know both have gotten honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I would I was gonna give it to DJ Moore. He got off off that mat after that a couple yep. bad performances. I kind of think they maybe should have kept going towards him in the third quarter. It seemed like. Again, he disappeared, but. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Teddy in the third quarter, or, and I'm sorry, in the fourth, in the second half, only threw the ball seven times. Now, of course, he did get hurt, uh, but PJ threw it four times. So that's only 11 passes in the entire we, they didn't, second half. They barely had the ball. I mean. Yeah, well, they just kept. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but that's so, who my hero is, DJ Moore. Yeah. He looked good today. Um, wish he would have came down with that second quarter grab, and then he would have been over a hundred mm-hmm. yards today. But yeah, good job by him. He and he was the most targeted receiver 
out there today with seven targets. So uh, they did make a, a concerted effort, it seemed like, to get him the ball. Uh, let's go with the zeros, and I'll let you kick this one off. So many. Uh, Rasul Douglas, uh, Troy Pride. I am going with Troy Pride. He he looked bad out there, guys. I am sorry. <clears throat> if you're looking that bad, you don't need to be on the field. I'll put it that way. He he got beat up. The whole secondary got beat up. Don't. He's not the only one. But yeah, going the worst out of the worst. Agreed. Um, I, I'm going with Matt Rule on this one. Mm, I yeah. think uh, the time management has been terrible. The th- getting off on third down has been terrible. He's got to take responsibility for that. He's the head coach. I know mm-hmm. Phil Snow's the defensive coordinator, but he's the head coach. So I am giving Matt Rule his first for me, zero of the year. Excuse me, zero of the year. Uh, and I'm a huge Matt Rule fan. I think he's going to be great for the Panthers long term. This was an ugly, ugly game by him. He got thoroughly outcoached. Mm-hmm. And we haven't said that a lot this year, <clears throat> but this was a bad one. Zero of the game. All right. What do we got next? We got the game grades. Oh, we're just both an F, right? I was going to give them a D just because they did tie it in the first half. Okay. I'm giving them an F uh, because the second half was so bad. If there was something worse than an F for the second half, they would have gotten that. So (laughs) that second half. God. I mean, honestly, that first half, they probably would have gotten a B from me. Yeah. Special teams but, gets an A. Everything else gets like a zero. But that second me, half honestly. is just yeah. awful. Yeah. You can do really good on the first half of the test, and if you miss every question on the next half, you're going to get a 50. <laughs> like, you're not going to do well. So, uh, yeah, uh, they get an F from me. Uh, any other thoughts on the Panthers before we kind of talk about a, a few other things around the league? No, I don't have anything. I'm just – I. I I was going into this game expecting us to compete and we competed for the first half and the second half just, it killed me, man. I, like I said, I've been really high on this team. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know this team was going to not be a playoff contender when we started. I knew the defense was going to struggle, but this game just, it broke me. It broke me as a (laughs) Panther fan this week. We got a little, uh, we got our, our hopes up a little bit earlier mm-hmm. in this year. And we have come crashing back down to reality for sure as Panthers fans. Um, you did win our beer bet. Uh, they, the overall <laughs> point total was well above mm. 50. Was it 50 and a half? Uh, I, I don't think, want that beer bet. I don't want that beer. You can, the Tampa, Tampa almost got one. it themselves. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, uh, you know, there are brighter spots ahead for the Panthers. Uh, I think that we will win next week's game. Just a little spoiler for the preview uh, against the Lions. I think they're going to bounce back. Uh, we will have faith I'm not in picking Rule them to again. win until they start making teams punt. I've That's said fine. that. I, yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, but I do think that next week will be better. Uh, so look forward to our preview show on Thursday. All right. Um, around the league, anything jump out at you today? Uh, that Buffalo Arizona game was awesome. Did that you was exactly that what I was going to go. I caught the end. I was feeding my daughter yeah. before her bedtime and I saw that and I was like, Ooh, 
Ooh, it couldn't say anything because <laughs> you know she had her eyes shut and everything mm-hmm. yep don't want to wake a uh, a satisfied baby uh, <laughs> yeah that that uh if you didn't see it go google or watch the highlights uh just the last what three minutes well, well shit one 30 seconds of the game yeah the score changed uh hands a couple of times Kyler murray with a Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins at the end of the game to win it. Hopkins catching the ball with three defenders around him. I mean, God, it, I tweeted out that Bill O'Brien got fired again after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Eagles lost to the Giants. So, yeah. Eagles are still in the lead of that division at three, five, and one. Is that what's, what's happening? Yeah. Washington almost took out Detroit. So yep. Washington could have been right there with them. That and, whole that what not a dumpster fire of a division. And by the way, where is where is everyone on Carson Wentz these days? Is he still good? People were he was an MVP candidate a couple of years ago. I think is he just kind of average now? Worse than average? I, he's worse than average. From what I'm hearing, is he looks? I mean, I am not watching Eagles games, but from what They're I'm boring. hearing, he looks awful. Yeah. Like, He's making horrible mistakes and just looks awful. You kind of wonder, what are they going to do? They just gave him a big contract a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, too. Yeah, 21 of 37 today for 208 yards and nothing else. Uh, that that Washington game, Alex Smith threw the ball 55 times mm. in his first. That's his first start, I think, right? Yeah, his uh, first start since that horrific injury. Yeah, so 38 of 55 for him. Uh, and it was a last minute yeah. field goal or last second mm-hmm. field goal that the Lions won on. And yep. then we get to play them next week. So, yeah, well, maybe, you know, maybe they'll be having a false sense of confidence. They've only got one more win than we do. So they're not a great team. Uh, Tua outdoel Justin Herbert uh, yeah. to get the Dolphins. Dolphins now six and three. Uh, and with the Buffalo loss. I think they're tied for first in that division now. So no, Bills are seven and three. Dolphins are okay, six and okay. three. So game um, half a game back. That that division is going down to the Dolphins and Bills. Who would have thunk? I know. Uh, Baltimore and New England are playing right now, and and the Patriots have the lead at halftime. But uh, yeah, um, interesting. Tua, man, maybe he's real. I don't know. Maybe and he's. Uh, Seattle's been losing again. Yeah, Russell Wilson has looked bad the last few weeks. Uh, he is no longer in the MVP conversation at all. Uh, Cleveland won 10-7 to over Houston. Very low-scoring game there. Always like the, when the total score is less than 20 points. That's interesting. <laughs> Not <laughs> uh, if you're watching the game. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, some, in, some divisional in, interesting news here. Drew Brees did get hurt in the Saints game today. The Saints won 27-13. Other oh, I did not see that. Did uh, Winston come in? Yep, he came in. Uh, now, Brees stood on the sidelines just staring laser bolts out on the field with his helmet on, dying to get back in there, but they were already up a couple of touchdowns, and was- I don't think Peyton wanted to yeah. risk him, but he seems to be okay. But, uh, yeah, Winston did come in, went 6 for 10, 63 yards, uh, had four rushes for negative two yards, although I imagine most of that was kneel downs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did see some uh, some Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. They were kind of going back and forth. 
Taysom never actually threw the ball, but he didn't run it eight times. I bet you so, Drew Brees uh, was on the sideline saying, do not throw a pick six. <laughs> do not throw a pick six. We have yeah. this game. <laughs> yeah. He, well, you know, he looked, he looked pissed. Like he looked like he was like, why am I not in this game? Um, but yeah. So that's, uh, that's maybe all we want to talk about. I don't think there's anything else that was super interesting. Uh, just kind of looking at the scores here. Pittsburgh is still undefeated. Yeah. Nine and zero now. Green Bay struggled against Jacksonville, but it ultimately won. Yeah. Uh, that was an interesting game because Jacksonville has Jake Luton as their quarterback right now. Not even the stash, <clears throat> not even the stash. Uh, and Luton looked pretty good. No, he didn't. He didn't look very good, but he, he made it close at least. Uh, James Robinson, by the way, that running back for Jacksonville, just quietly putting up a great year as a rookie. Yeah. He is uh, top six in yardage. He's got top 10 touchdowns. I mean, nobody's talking about him, but he's having a really good rookie year. I mean, when you play for the Jacksonville Jaguars and they're one yeah. and eight, I, it's hard for people to talk to you. But yeah, you're right. He's having a good year. Yeah. Uh, whoever picked him up in fantasy at the beginning of the year as like a free agent waiver pickup you're feeling pretty happy about that yeah uh all right i think that's it yeah i think that's it (laughs) end of sentence (laughs) (laughs) oh Um, hey by the way by the way real quick um i do want to give a little bit of kudos to uh sam franklin today had a pretty nice game Uh, Made a couple of really nice tackles, and uh, I did get throw him a little bit of shade last week, uh, and he didn't deserve that. So good job, Sam Franklin. Uh, Looked forward to seeing you for many years to come as a star on the Panthers defense. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Makes Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmakespodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. And we do have a mailbag waiting for next episode. Yeah, and a fun one. Fun little discussion point on that one. Mm-hmm. Um We will be back, as I mentioned earlier, on Thursday with our preview for the Panthers-Lions game. Uh, And until then, everyone, stay safe out there. Keep your head up and keep pounding.